G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, the fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban has major ramifications for Christians who are working in Afghanistan. Well, various Christian ministries working with the persecuted church are monitoring developments very closely and working to ensure the security of their personnel working within the borders of Afghanistan. One of the organisations working through logistics of ensuring security and some new strategies is Voice of the Martyrs. Tony Benjamin is CEO of Voice of the Martyrs in Australia. Tony's joining us. Tony, welcome along to 2020. Thank you for having me, Neil. It's great to be with you. Tony, is it fair to say that you are working at this moment uh, to try and extract some Christians from Afghanistan where their security is under threat from the Taliban? That is correct, yes. Um, Many of the Christians, as I have some of the non-Christian Afghanis, have decided to leave rather than be under the rule of the now new regime that exists there with the Taliban. So we are assisting those that are choosing to flee and whose lives are in great danger just to find safe haven for them. So that's what we're involved with at the moment, yes. Tony, is it fair to say that there is a brutality and a ruthlessness in the Taliban that makes it very difficult for Christian leaders to stay on under those circumstances? Yes, they are. And if you look at what's just happened in the last few days is that um, the Afghanistan um, previously had gotten everybody to, to do biometric passports. Now, that includes fingerprinting, retina scans, and so on. And you had a choice at the time when the coalition was running the country to actually put your religion on there. So this information has fallen into the hands of the Taliban. And that's one of the greatest fears people have got now, not just for Christians, but for anybody that's had any involvement with any of the coalition governments that were looking after the country for the last 20 years. For Christians, it's particularly bad because they are placed under the same conditions where they are being hunted, they are being sought at the moment, and there's massive reprisal against them. So they have all of that intelligence and that's now in the hands of the Taliban and they know who's Christian, they know who's not. And so it would have been better in this circumstance for religion not to have been a question for the Afghani leaders. Exactly. And those that are Muslim background believers, they are in the gravest of danger at the moment. And that is where a lot of our focus is at the moment is to try and assist them. Many of them have fled to the mountains in the north for fear of reprisal. Some of the cities that they come from, that they've already been raided and they are looking for these people because they will be killed because of having converted to Christianity. 
I'm sure it would be wonderful to get into a conversation about how you'll rescue these Christians out of Afghanistan. No doubt there's a lot of sensitive information in there, Tony, but uh, Voice of the Martyrs, a big organisation, a lot of different ways that you have influence into Afghanistan. Anything you can share about how those believers that want to be taken out can do that? Let me say this to you, Neil. The countries that we least expected are putting their hands up to help. Usual suspects are not. We're getting knocked back because they're Muslim background believers by the biggest countries running these operations at the moment, and that is most disconcerting. For the last five days, I've contacted more than 10 different governments and we have had no success. We've had successes with some of them, but then we can't get the aircraft to take off because it's not a military aircraft. So at every single turn, we're getting some resistance on this thing, and we're still not out of the woods in terms of helping the key people that we really like to try and help um, that are in hiding at the moment for, for, for fear of being found out. Tony, in watching television coverage of what's going on in Afghanistan, most of that is around the airports in Kabul, where obviously it's surrounded by Taliban. But from uh, from my understanding, there's checkpoints from the Taliban all over the country. Is that is that something that you're aware of? Yes, we are. That is correct. Uh, far down, you know, as far as the furthest flung borders into Pakistan, even they are. There are checkpoints and the borders are closed. But what's worse is that the Taliban are now using mobile phone GPS tracking to track a lot of the people that they're trying to find. And that's even worse. So that makes it harder for us to communicate with those in hiding so that we can try and get some help to them or some support to them. So there's a lot of moving parts to this for us at the moment and a lot of logistics. And we're relying on the most primitive of means to try to get messages and information back and forth so that we can try and assist these people. I imagine that in a digital age, you're even not able to use the sorts of platforms we might think are quite usual to use here in Australia. So you're probably back decades, generations, to the sort of, you know, the more primitive ways of being able to communicate and move people around. That's very, very true. And I mean... Like, you don't know who to trust at the moment with the widespread, um, you know, transformation that's occurred in Afghanistan in the last few weeks, you know. So it's very, very hard at the moment. You can only really, you know, rely on a very small network of people that we've got that are proven to have helped us in the past. And if they're foreigners, they can't be in Afghanistan for too much longer. They have to get out of there. So we really don't know what the picture is going to look like after that. And I can only implore people to continue to pray. As prayer is the most powerful weapon we have in a situation like this anyway, uh, just to continue to pray for this situation because what we're focusing on is what it's going to look like afterwards. So prayer for Voice of the Martyrs and Prayer for those partners that you work with behind the borders in Afghanistan. And and uh, I imagine, uh, you know, I wonder if you can let us in on some insights here as to how believers might pray for the circumstance. Firstly, I would ask them to pray for their, for their safety and 
pray for God to intervene in that situation and ask God to make a way for them, firstly, to be safe and for the gospel to continue to spread even among the Taliban. That's what I would be praying for. And this idea of uh, let's not see it as a setback, even uh, as you say, and when you do pray, you pray with some level of optimism. It's almost like a prophetic prayer. God, that the work won't be slowed, but in fact that you can turn it around to use for your kingdom purposes. Very much, O'Neill. And if we go back to Psalm 55, it says it all in Psalm 55, how they prayed then. And that's exactly the same attitude we have to have in praying for the situation in Afghanistan today. You know, we should pray that God opens the eyes of the enemy there so that they can understand what it is, what the Christians believe, what their faith is all about, um, and so on, yeah. Uh, Tony, just quickly, and oftentimes this is uncomfortable to talk about these things, but uh, from your understanding, uh, the Taliban and the way they will treat people who are renowned to be Christians, and as you say, they've got all that intelligence, uh, what is the likely end uh, for those people who may be discovered, may be arrested, or maybe even not arrested, but uh, dealt with on the spot. What What is the Taliban likely to do if you're found to be a Christian believer? The likely end is, is probably death for them, sadly, yes. Uh, so it's a simple, a simple way yeah. of saying it's likely to be death uh, to the Christian believer in within the borders of Afghanistan under full Taliban rule. Uh, I wonder whether, beyond prayer, that you're calling on any support to come. Uh, no doubt there could be costly issues involved in trying to repatriate people out of Afghanistan into some of those, as you mentioned, uh, partnering nations that are able to support. What sort of financial needs might there be at this time? The financial needs are great. It's not just those that are left behind, but those that do manage to get out like we have in Iran. You know, we support the Iranian Christian believers outside of Iran who still have means of getting the word into Iran. And so it is with North Korea and so it is with many other countries that we work in. So there will be an opportunity to get the word back in. There will be ways that we can get God's word in there. You know, we don't know, but you can well imagine these these people have fled. They've left everything that they have. They've got nothing. They have to start all over again. So you can imagine the cost of that. So we would obviously be trying to support as many of them as we possibly can so that the Christian faith can survive in that harsh environment. So it's from basic needs to medical needs, to housing, to Christian literature, to spiritual inspiration through through a lot of prayer also. So the needs are massive, you know. And if you look at what's happened in other countries that we work in, I'm basically repeating the needs that existed there that we had to cater for. So the need is huge. And we saw this in Iraq, you know, and we're seeing it in Afghanistan now. So, you know, one the mind boggles with what it's going to cost to try and resource the ministry or resource Christians again just for what they've lost during this seriously crazy time that they're experiencing there. You're identifying some major, major issues, and no doubt there'll be listeners who'll 
commit themselves to prayer for those Christian believers behind the borders in Afghanistan. And there'll be some too who will want to connect with the good work of Voice of the Martyrs because recognising there will be financial strains and the idea that in a day when intelligence is very high and in a digital age, it may be much easier to identify Christian believers and where they are living and uh, they come under threat from a very brutal Taliban organisation. Tony Benjamin is CEO of Voice of the Martyrs in Australia. The way you connect with Tony, the way you connect perhaps with prayer points and the way you might make a donation Uh, to this uh, significant issue that's going on, how to get Christians out of Afghanistan, Voice of the Martyrs' website is vom.com.au, vom.com.au, and I encourage you, uh, look for that little tab that says Donate uh, for Voice of the Martyrs. Tony Benjamin, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you very much indeed, Neil, and rest assured we will not abandon them. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.